It says, hey, Jeremy, I'm a German hunter. I have five dogs for wild boar hunting. I see your videos. I like them very much. I've got a question. Two of my dogs fight against each other if they're in the house. Everything is out, outside is okay. Do you have a pro do you have this problem, and can you give me some tips? Thanks a lot, Daniel. Uh, looks like he's got, I'm not sure what kind of dog he's got. He's got a um, wire-haired maybe a white-haired pointer here. Um, I'm looking at his Instagram right now, and he's got, I think, a couple different breeds here. Um, he looks like he's got a Tekel. Um, he's, got, he's got a couple different types of dogs. So he's using them to hunt boar, which I'm assuming, now I'm, I'm not familiar with that, over, especially over there. I'm assuming it's probably comparable to what we do over here with running bears and coyotes and I think there are guys that run dogs on, on hogs around here as well. So in the States, I should say, not necessarily up here in Wisconsin, but um, so I don't, I don't know that that matters. I don't know that the, the answer to this question is not probably predicated on what you do with your dog, but hunting dog in the house, so family dog. So I like the sound of that. You know, I can relate to that. Our hunting dogs are all family dogs. We don't have a kennel. Our dogs all live in the house with us. Um, we do have crates and we put them in the crates and you've heard us talk about that before and I think that's real important. We use crates but we have family dogs and when I say family dogs I mean house dogs. And so I see or I read yours and it sounds like you have a similar situation. So probably a lot of relatable information that we share here um, for you Daniel. I think, I like I was saying and got sidetracked, I don't think it I don't think it matters what you're doing with the dogs as far as hunting hogs with them or not, or hunting upland or hunting shed hunting or whatever it is you do with them. I think it's, to me, if you got two dogs that are fighting, I, I do think it's, you know, you got to look at them as what they are. They're pack animals. And so dogs, I they're, if they're fighting with another dog or if they're throwing fits for one of the people in our family, I think it's one and the same. Like it's a, it's a pack mentality thing and the dog is testing and the dog is um, creating friction with another member of the pack. And so let's talk about specifically with you. I look at it and I go, well, how come and when does it happen? It only happens in the house. And I would now look at it from a more micro standpoint and say, when does it happen in the house? Does it happen when one runs over to the other one? Does one instigate it? Does one, or, or are they both involved with it? There's lots of different scenarios with it. What about the other three dogs? You've got five of them. What are the other three doing? Uh, is it one dog fighting with the same other dog? Or is it one dog that fights with all the other dogs? And I think the answers to those questions will help narrow down the reasoning for it. I, I think, let's just, let me, let me just say it's two dogs. There, there's two dogs in particular. They always fight together. The easiest answer, and it's a simple answer, and it's a simple fix is don't allow it to happen. And how do you do that? By taking control of the situation. Just like if I had two kids on a parking lot that would always go fight with each other, like if they went in for recess, uh, you know, break at school, to playtime. They go out on the, on the blacktop and they start picking fights with each other. I look at it and I go, man, the simplest way to stop these two from fighting is keep them apart from each other. They don't fight with anybody else then keep those two apart and then address it with each one individually. How come you don't like him? How come you don't like him? How come you two are always butting heads? And I might come to find out, well, maybe they're very similar. 
maybe they're both into basketball and they like to play basketball and they are competitive and when they get in a basketball game they fight with each other so there's a little bit of discovery involved with it to figure out why the easiest way to eliminate it is take control of the situation which means let's just say one of the dog's names is Tim and one of the dog's name is John I take Tim and John and I go okay you two fight and don't get along so when we go out and do our business whether it be going to the bathroom or going for exercise or doing whatever it is Tim or John you're with me one or the other because if Tim's with me and John decides to come over and pick a fight I'm here and so I can be in the middle of that right away and diffuse it before it even happens if John's with me and Tim's running around Tim doesn't get in trouble with the other dogs well then we've eliminated the opportunity for those two to fight and then when we come back to the house we come back in and you can hear a dog in her dreams right now behind us yipping. She's laying on a bed. And then next to her is another one laying on a bed. And next to her is another one laying on a bed. And I've got one over there laying in, on the carpet in front of the fireplace. So I've got four dogs here right now. And three out of the four are on their place, which is a bed. Two of them are sharing the bed. Tim and John shouldn't share a bed because Tim and John fight. So Tim gets a bed and John gets a bed and they might be on the opposite side of the room. And so when I come back in under control, I heal one of them over and I tell them, get in your place. And then if the other dogs are in the house moving about, I put them in their place. I say, you go lay over here, you go lay over here, you, and John, you go lay over there. And so now what we've just done is we've taken away the opportunity for the two to get into a scuffle. I got a message, I don't remember exactly what it was. It was, it was a response back from a response that I sent to someone. Uh, I believe it was our last podcast. What was our last podcast? Wasn't it about... Um, oh, it was... The, I, the guy said something about... I'm trying to think here. Ben's going to look it up quick. The last podcast is right here. The guy's, I think his name was Nate Sims. Um, so one of the things that that his dog did was ran around, jumped on the counters, jumped on furniture, did all sorts of stuff uh, that was uh, mischievous. And... My answer in that podcast was pretty simple. Uh, take away that freedom. You gotta earn that freedom. Well, the same can be true about these two dogs that fight. Take away the freedom and make them earn it. And so you can start to, first off, the other part of, the other part of this is five dogs in one setting or one session or one area is an awful lot to handle. And so if the, all the other dogs are getting along fine and you don't have any issues with behavior, good with the exception of these two, then let's start to separate these two and start working on them individually. And so you might not let one run with the other four. You might not let both run with the other three. And then you start to slowly work on each one individually. And if they're really good by themselves, then maybe I go with one and I add one of the dogs that's not an issue. One of the dogs, one of those other three that is not a fighter. And I start to work with one of the dogs that's a little volatile with one of the dogs that it doesn't seem to be volatile with. And if I can replicate all the behavior stuff and it goes well, then I might add in another one or I might switch it, put a different dog in there with it. But I think you take steps back as far as the control part of it and you reel some of those free reins in and then you slowly let the dogs earn the freedom back. If I had a dog that just created problems all the time, so I work, I work multiple dogs. I got these four right here and I'll work these four together tonight when it cools off a little bit. If one of those four was constantly creating an issue that was getting in the way of whatever it is we were trying to achieve as a group, 
the logical thing for me to do is remove the problem and go work on it by itself. And if you say it's great by itself, okay, then adding three other dogs to it is too much. So don't add three, add one. And if adding one boils it over, we go, okay, we're not quite ready for that. So now we pick one of our best dogs, our steadiest dogs, and we tell them to sit and we put them on a remote sit. We're in an area that we're working in with the troublemaker and we start working with the troublemaker at a distance from the other dogs and we see if that is enough to create problems. And if it's not, then we just slowly work our way closer until we put them in the right proximity of each other where the one can function, the troublemaker can function with the other dog near. So all of these examples are taking the, the issue that you have right now and just simplifying a bit, backing up a bit, and then starting to piece it back together.